Welcome to Couch Lock, the movie podcast. Today, we wanted to dive into one of the most significant films to come out in the last 20 years by arguably one of the greatest directors of all time. In this alternate take on history, we watch our heroes take on evil and violently scratch their way to victory, carving on every forehead that gets in their way. We are talking about Inglorious Bastards. Now, I had a lot of fun revisiting it. Because it has been a long time since I last watched it. How did you feel going back to it? Uh, yeah, actually, I really enjoyed rewatching this film. It'd been a while since I'd seen it again, but uh, it reminded me of all the reasons I loved it the first time I watched it. It's uh, just so different than his other films, which is to be expected. But uh, Quentin Tarantino really did just have like a very uh, specific vision for what he wanted this movie to be and i think Mm -hmm. it carried out all the way through the end yeah totally and that kind of carries through with his other movies too because he is famously very meticulous on set actors have often described him as like god the god of his set his word is the law um Mm -hmm. he's very specific which produces these very original and you could tell he's he has vision for these stories and uh, like specific character reactions, expressions, yeah. and dialogue, it's usually down to the T, like comes out of Quentin Tarantino's mouth or brain. Yeah, 100%. And I also appreciate the way that he likes to keep a hand in every cookie jar throughout the creative process. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, he's talked about it a lot about how he realizes like he doesn't like he doesn't need to know how to sew to know how to direct somebody who who does to make a great costume or to build a great set piece like or to light this light the scene the way he wants it lit like um but he like he says he's good at he understands how to give that direction to make his vision come right. across uh and that takes a lot of involvement and and methodical thinking and on understanding like the job's got to get done and like that kind of dedication you can feel it in his films and Inglorious Bastards is one of those movies that's like to uh, so many little finite details all of mm-hmm. like the the backstory of a lot of these characters is so fleshed out it goes so further beyond this movie but what it boils down to and what he delivers is so enjoyable to watch. And I wish I wish he would give us more of it. I know <laughs> <laughs> I know it is what it is, but uh Yeah. Well, it, I mean, and he's he's a writer director too, which is like so much yeah. more work than just directing. Mm-hmm. And he says that like when he's finished with the movie, it's a lot of work to just kind of go back and start from square one which makes sense because his stories are so fleshed out and there are so many characters and there's so much going on and he's so specific that right, like you're right. living in that universe for however long it takes to get the movie made. Well, and like in the case of Inglorious Bastards, he said that he had a giant story written mm-hmm. out in this world that he was like, oh my God, this is more of like a 12 part series, not a movie. So mm-hmm. he had the characters fleshed out like that intense like uh like almost like a mini series like we would get now right um but went back and rewrote a whole new story to place these characters in that just worked better for the the style of a movie requires um man this one this one's so good definitely a top three for me in the tarantino yeah. catalog yeah, i agree I, I i find it so intriguing to watch to listen to him talk about writing too because in this mm-hmm. interview he talks about um 
writing characters that you don't that you hate. You have to like come up with something that you <laughs> vehemently don't like and put it on paper and make it a living, breathing character. And I, it, it's interesting too that he thought that the this is kind of a legend at this point, but uh, he he kind of thought that the role of Hans Londo was going to be unplayable because oh. he couldn't find anyone to play the villain in a in a convincing way and apparently the day before they were gonna just scrap the movie christoph waltz walks in starts speaking french and german and italian like it's nothing which is really cool and then Dude. he ended up going to work with him with uh with uh django unchained as well so that was a that was definitely a good find for tarantino oh 100 percent. that opening scene where he's doing the interrogation on the french farmer the french milk farmer Mm -hmm. And the Jewish family is hiding underneath there. It's such an important scene because it sets up the whole rest of the movie. Even yeah. though you don't really know that when you're watching it. You think you're just being set up with Kristoff's uh, character, Hans, right? Uh, and it, it's it's just, oh my God. So, it, of course, it's just like gruesome and horrible in all the Tarantino ways you would expect it to right. be with all right see you later come on in girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and like you said we really get to see uh christoph waltz perform in this um i don't know this most fucked up sherlock holmes you could ever imagine <laughs> yeah yeah totally he's uh he definitely steals the show for me he's the most fun to watch i mm. uh, Closely followed by Brad Pitt's performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Aldo. Uh, he is fantastic in this film. That character is so great to watch. Just like everything he says just sounds so like, oh, yes, badass. Like, you totally, just yeah. Fucking, yeah, like, very intentional, too. He has like a very, he has a certain weight to him on screen when he's moving around and commanding all the bastards. I think it's excellent. Yeah, uh, and of course, like, one of the big tropes of Quentin Tarantino is just the over-the-top gore, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Lieutenant Aldo spares us uh, no detail when it comes <laughs> to a gory kill. Like, yeah. uh, like his only real, like, intention in this storyline, like, his main motivation That's his is motivation. just to kill Yeah, he's not trying Nazis. to make money, he's not trying to get back home, he just wants to kill kill Nazis. Um, I do think that uh, the Bear Jew is the, one of the greatest characters ever written. Dude, Eli Roth is yeah. insane too. Eli, yeah, Eli Roth. He did a uh, he did Green Inferno, Cabin Fever, and my mm -hmm. favorite Eli Roth movie is definitely Hostel. That movie is twisted. Oh, I've been I wanting to do a rewatch of Hostel lately. Actually, uh, yeah, that is an insane. I, I remember the first time I watched Hostel, I was not prepared for <laughs> that ending at all. Like, that, <laughs> what a twist! Yeah, but to see, yeah, to see him uh, on screen is quite the treat, and he does such a good job uh, in in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, he's he, he's another kind of scene stealer when he like his intro mm -hmm. with the big score and he's coming out of the tunnel. It's like you it hear gives me chills it just echoing down it. the tunnel. Yeah. The tap, tap. Yeah, it's just <laughs> expertly done. It's so sick, bro. And then they don't they don't pull away from the shot of him beating the shit out of that na yeah. Nazi lieutenant. Like they show the full 
Mm -hmm. Oh my god. When I yeah. first saw that, I was like, wow, they actually beat a man to death with a bat. The <laughs> like, best that part of that <laughs> The best part of that is when they pan over to the other Nazi soldiers that they've got captive and they just look oh, just yeah. scared shitless. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and it yeah, like you said, it just like what a great introduction sets the tone for this character for the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh like Inglorious Bastards has a lot of really fun moments. It has a lot of great action to it, but also a lot of great dialogue that keeps you like really focused on what's happening. Um, overall, I love this movie. It had a lot of rewatch rewatch value to it. Uh, what would you say overall on Inglorious Bastards? I agree. I feel like it has a great sense of humor to it, but then it also mm -hmm. can get serious and tense. Uh, and those moments still have weight to them with it still being kind of a more silly tale. Uh, and yeah, the scenes play out like so intricately and there's so many layers to everything. It's definitely worth a rewatch. Tasty, tasty treat. Tasty. Right on. Well, with that... Take a look for yourself. Go check out Inglorious Bastards and check back here for some more movie details, content. We're always posting at Couch Lock Pod. Make sure to give us a like, follow, and subscribe. Until next time, keep it locked.